I think we're all set, aren't we? Yeah, I think so. Just let me okay. do one thing real quick. Hold on. One thing. Taking <sighs> you get tired shoes. What are you taking to shoot? Oh. That's disgusting, dude. Why'd you just lick your shoe like that? There we go. Uh, well, I just, I verse jumped real quick. I got like a comedy. I jumped into a comedic oh, okay. multiverse. All right. Okay. You know what I mean? So we yeah. watched everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. And now you can verse jump. Now yeah. you're connected it's to everything. It's actually really easy. Uh, let me real quick, I'll show you guys. I'm going to get the analytical universe. I'm going to jump okay. to another parallel universe where I was super smart. Okay. It's in most of them, but let me mm, just jump okay. to that one. Hold on. Wait. No, please don't. Jesus oh, Christ. God. Oh, the only reason oh, you're doing this is you because you're bad at everything. Dude. Whatever, dude. The paper cuts help, and I verse jumped, oh, and now geez. now I'm even smarter. Do you feel better though? Way better. And in fact, I think we're ready to start the show. I can't sit next to you. What's eighty nine plus nineteen? You're taking a cactus, and you're gonna sit. <laughs> Why did you sit on a fucking cactus? <sighs> you guys ready to start the show? Did oh, you, now you have like. Did you verse jump? Oh, yeah, that's why, yes, that was a, another verse jump, what I just did, yeah, with the cactus in my ass. But cool, you didn't cool. Do the thing. It's, it's, it's optional, you know, that little head movement, it's just kind of a method acting thing. Did what? you just want to sit on a cactus? Yeah, what'd you get out of that? Is it any of your business? Every fucking week, new movies get released. How does anyone ever see these? There are too many movies. Welcome to There Are Too Many Movies, family. Hello. This week on There Are Too Many Movies, we watch everywhere, everything, all at once. I think I fucked that up. Yep, big time. Take it from the top. One more time. Welcome to There Are Too Many Movies, family. Hi. This week for the on, first time. For the first time, this is the only take I've done, and that's obvious. Mm-hmm. This week on There Are Too Many Movies, we watch everything, everywhere, all at once. But before we talk about that, we're going to talk about what we've been watching. I'm Chris Collins. That sounds good. Fuck yeah. I'm Josh. Josh the Zoa Rodriguez. Zoa. That's how you're supposed Zoa. to say it. Zoa. <laughs> Anyways. What does Dramana mean? Dramana. Oh, don't worry about Doesn't it. Doesn't matter. Does it like drama mean? It's I'm Josh Rodriguez. I'm Alex Wilson. Nah, no one gives a shit. Okay. And um, I don't have a Zoa. Before we talk about what we've been watching, you could. Mm. And before we throwzilla-ing that Zoa, <laughs> <laughs> um, we're gonna fucking ask for some money. So Patreon's a thing. So if we'll you, die without it. If you like this podcast a lot and you want to listen to bonus episodes. Um, bonus episodes that people, ordinary fuckers like you, don't have access to. All right, you don't need to be so harsh on the our, if our you're listeners. a dumb bitch. Okay, and you he's not wrong. If That's... you don't give us five dollars a month, then you don't get to listen to episodes like I don't know. There will be blood, dude. Yeah. Ex Machina, but, dude. But, but, the exclusive Chris Comfurryinflation MP4. <laughs> That doesn't exist, mm-hmm. but, but on Patreon, well after this. if you donate to the Patreon, you can also get access to the Discord. Shout out to all the blood rallies. Um, the Discord is the fucking best little cinephile community, fun little thing that you should be a part of, and you should donate, and whatever. That How was, was good. That, that was good. Yeah. Shout out to was... our newest one-legged patron, dude. What? Uh-huh. Yeah. Is that real? Yeah. Oh, sick. Shout Did out he to donate them. it? That's that's what his credit is. He's like, I have one leg. Can you make sure my credit <laughs> says I have one leg? Just want it okay. to be known. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. Shouts to you, man. Thank Shout you out. for listening. Shout out to you. Um, I feel like you should get to pirate media if you have one leg, like with no <laughs> yeah repercussions. They show up at a house like barge and poof, they're like, hey, look at and he's just like, no, like, look, it's I can't. Like, oh, well, okay. it's like he has a fucking parakeet. God damn it. Also, damn. even yeah, even has that. He looks the part. We can't do anything. Yeah. He's got rum in the back. Mm. Rum barrels. Anyways. He uh, has a black beard. Wow. Oh. That's the best pirate I've ever seen. <laughs> so you have heard of me. <laughs> uh, what have you been watching? Who wants to kick it off? That's, that's crooked. Can you fix it? It makes me feel like we're going to destroy the whole podcast. It, no, it's, it's not. It's look, because it's on the coaster. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So this is what oh. anxiety looks like? Boom. There, there you go. go. Sorry. Felt like I was watching uh, that movie with... Uh, <laughs> Hold name, on, hold on, I'll name, get it. Name the I'll movie on the movie Zoe podcast. Zoe Kravitz. Kimmy. Kimmy. There we go. Yeah. All right, I'll I go don't first. Blame it took me for no not, effort. Yeah, I don't blame me for not remembering. It's a kind of a hard movie to remember. Um, You want to go first? Is it? Don't worry about it. it because okay. of the mistake Chris made a couple episodes ago. I oh, did, did I? Well, oh, that's no, right. You didn't forget the name. You forgot what it even was. <laughs> You're like, huh? (laughs) What is that? What the fuck is that? I had to. Sometimes I recycle neurons for all Mm. the new knowledge and things that I obtain on a daily basis. To be fair, I think the Batman was the very next episode, and that Mm kind of changed the trajectory of 2022. True. And Zoe Kravitz as well. Word. That's why. Word. Josh, what have you been watching? All right, I'll kick us off. Uh, The Dropout. Why ladies be doing crime too, okay? Bruh. Yep. Um, Don't have to tell me. This is Amanda Seyfried. Ooh. Have you watched this yet? No. This is a show I feel like you would like. Is it like Girl from Plainville vibes? Yes. It's the same thing. Like I said, white women can do crimes too. Great actress. Uh, She's great. Um, One of the greatest. I got to say, that show, way better than Girl from Plainville. Very good. Amanda Seyfried is a fucking monster when it comes to acting. So you finished Girl from Plainville? I think no, it's, it's still, still going. Oh, yeah. it's one of those shows. One of those. I yes. forgot. They're going to stretch it out, make it four seasons. Yeah. I, uh, dude, I watched The Dropout in a day and a half. Oh, wow. Shit. How many episodes? Yeah. Eight. Eight? Wow. Or so you, maybe ten. So you liked Damn. it that much. You binged it, huh? I binged the whole fucking thing. It's not quite Queen's Gambit good. It's good. Yeah. It sucked you, though? It's Yeah. And it's mostly the uh, performances, man. Uh, Amanda Seyfried, she fucking nailed it. For those that don't know, for the folks at home, what's the show about? Fuck. I really was hoping you wouldn't ask me that. Because I don't know <laughs> well, her, on the movie podcast where you recommend stuff. I don't know fucking name, dude. It doesn't one matter. Woman. Just make up a name. Make up any name right now. Uh, Amanda... Don't say Seyfried. Damn it. <laughs> the one name you can't use. Um, no, okay, fuck it. She plays that woman who had a false company that was supposed to draw blood. Oh, yeah. The woman that impersonated or thought she was Steve Jobs, basically. Yes. Right. She, she started wearing the- black turtlenecks, yeah. new balances. She literally like impersonated him quite a bit and yeah. like changed her voice to sound more masculine. Anyways. She admired him so much, she stole ideas without doing much work. Yeah, because that's don't what Steve Jobs dare. did. Don't you dare! Uh, I forgot the engi- I, the I understand your crusade. I understand your crusade against all Apple products, Look. including the Apple TV, which and you, Apple TV Plus, which you use 
when I have to. Uh, when you they're don't have to. forcing no me to. No one's asking you to fucking be here, dude. I don't know if what you... You both asked me. Yeah, true. I, I don't know if <laughs> what he does is just, can be described as using Apple TV because when he tries to use it... He stumbles. He stumbles and falls. Yep. This is Okay, so this is, uh, this is actual audio of Alex using the Apple TV. Are you ready? <laughs> and then I fall off a cliff while my legs keep going. Yep. That's how you do it. <laughs> yep. And it's, then, look, it's... Listen. No, no. The one time... No one asked for this. It fucked up. You gotta get on my ass for the next ten years about it. It's worked every other time without any problems, but that one time I oh, brought so, it up. So you like it now? No, I don't like it he because it, it fucked oh. me the first time. So you endorse Apple TV Plus no. now? Dude, I know what Nay. I'm going to get you for your birthday then. <laughs> oh, shit. An Apple TV? Let's you don't him. need to drop any more hints, dude. Let's like, get him a first-gen right. Apple TV. first-gen. Yeah. It's a fucking brick. Yeah, dude. Get me in a first-gen iPod Touch. Hell yeah. All right, let's do it. Um. Anyways, the dropout's fine. Uh, it was fine enough to binge the whole fucking thing. Yeah, I don't know that I retained a lot of the information. I was still like <clears> doing <throat> things. It wasn't like a I need to sit here and finish this fucking sure. shit right now. Gotcha. I just kind of had it on, uh, okay. so it's fine. Check it out. Like you're doing laundry for ten hours. Now I got to get to the good shit. Here we go. Oh, some criterions for you, baby. Oh! Let's go. Broadcast news, dude. Dude. Starring William Hurt. Ooh. This is Holly Hunter's breakout role. Fuck. Albert Brooks, dude. Ooh. And it is, in fact, the Criterion edition, dude. Oh, shit. Nothing oh, better. Broadcast news, you said? Broadcast okay, news. Okay, sorry. I had it confused with a movie called Network in my head. I haven't seen it's, Broadcast It's I similar, seen... for sure. Okay, I haven't seen Broadcast news. Broadcast news is hard. Uh, very, very, very good. It is... Along the same lines as uh, the newspaper with Michael Keaton, just like a really... Oh, so is it getting to the bottom of something? They oftentimes throughout get to the bottom of things, dude. (laughs) Are they rustling those papers? Yes, BB. Holly Hunter plays the producer of a um, broadcast news uh, show where William Hurt is like this. He like he used to be a sports anchor, and he's just like this big, dumb, fucking handsome guy. Yeah, that's like super charming and like doesn't know how to be a journalist really. So Holly Hunter is essentially teaching him how to broadcast serious news, not fucking sports. Uh, She's like, can you be less wacky when you're describing terrorist attacks? Right. And it's sort of like a love triangle, too, because Al- like Albert Brooks is like her best friend. He's in love with her, and he's not as good at the news. It's funny to imagine Albert Brooks as the love interest. A love interest? Yeah. Dude, it's really fucking good, Fuck man. yeah. Uh, I mean, he's great. I recommend. When did this movie come out? 87. Ooh, nice. and the 80s kick still. 80 huh? kick, That's a yeah. good era. All right. It is. It is quite good. Please check that out. And I got to say, this was the first film that uh, Aaron Sorkin saw. Oh, Alex loves Aaron Sorkin. Uh, dude, the th- His two things you writer. love in the world, Apple TV and Aaron Sorkin. I love dude. when people in movies talk like, <laughs> that's my favorite type of dialogue. And they're walking at the same time. Yeah. Jesus Christ. You can't forget that. It's very tricky. Walk Just and talk. To clarify, Holly Hunter, is that her name or is she a woman who hunts women named Holly? All right. Anyways. <laughs> Very good. This is, like I said, this is Aaron Sorkin's, like, his introduction to screenwriting. He didn't write this, but it's like when he saw this movie, he's like, oh, I want to write movies like this. Boom. 
fan. V good. V fucking good. So you'd recommend? Big time. All right. It's on the Criterion, boy. Mm. I'm Sick. sure the Criterion streaming has it, but yeah. more of a physical Isn't that the whole premise? Myself. Like, if it's a Criterion collection, it's streaming on Criterion? Yeah, but it's all about the physical media presentation. It's all about it's, the features. Especially when you get them stuck in your PS5. Yes, and yeah. then you take them out with tweezers and get Josh a new copy of Thief. <laughs> That's what it's about. Yes. So... so it, it's really just an elaborate scheme to keep his thief, and in which I don't understand because you ended up giving him back a copy of Thief. So if but you I want us, his, <laughs> <laughs> which is fair. That's I mean, if you are a listener of the podcast, to have my personal copy of a right. Michael Mann movie I is see. an achievement. Well, now I understand what's yeah. going on here. Um, the second criterion. Oh, fuck! Memories <laughs> of Moira BB. Wow, you guys on the same page again this week? Did you watch it too? Alex I may is... have brought it for you to borrow. Oh shit! And if you have watched it, here you go, Chris. Thank you, Chris. The Criterion me... edition. Although for someone same... that doesn't appreciate Criterion's, I'm gonna need it back. Actually, I don't know what. Actually, I'm gonna put this in my PS5 if you don't mind. That's perfect. That <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna stick this in a, into my PS5. I'm gonna punch it into it, mm-hmm. which is probably what you did. No, I. Here's how you put in discs into a PlayStation. Go here, on, yeah. You go. You take the disc and you demonstrating. go. Demonstrating. Ah, fucking shit. Yep. That's how you do it. And we wonder why he couldn't figure out Apple TV. You know. You you punch your TV once to get it working. You punch it a second time to hit play. Him just jamming an apple into his TV, <laughs> thinking, <laughs> That's why apple can't I stream this movie? I'm using it. This movie, Memories of Moida. Of Moida. Of Moida is so fucking hard, dude. Yeah. Bong Joon-ho, director of Parasite. He yes. does not miss. Okay, I got to admit something to you all. This is only my second Bong Joon-ho movie I've ever fucking seen. What? My third. I've seen Parasite, this, and The Host. Dude, the, I swore we've watched the host together. Still haven't seen the host, bro. Dude, you gotta we watch watched it. it together. I, dude, I've never seen the host. He's like, I no, you're I'm wrong. That's a out. different friend. There's a Mandela effect thing happening right now between us because I swear to God, we watched it together and you did not care for it that much. No, I've never seen. Am it, Am I dude. freaking the fuck out? What's yes. going on? I've never it must have been host. a different universe. That's in which, right. Yeah, yes. yeah. Good yeah. point. Yeah. Anyways, memories of murder. Moida, dude. Yeah. First impressions on Memories of Moida. The fucking vibes, man. The fucking <laughs> vibes. Let's go, the BB. Vibes. Dude, okay, so when you have a crime drama about bad detectives, dude, like they're not good. They're they're reprehensible. Yeah. In like a morally. In, in like a bad cop type of way. Yeah. yeah. Oh, morally. Okay, not like like, oh, fuck. Well, the murder was yesterday. We're never going to solve this shit. Is I it mean, like that? part of it, too. Yeah, it's like one of the elements. It's borderline spoiler territory, but not really. Is like the town they live in is like influencing the way they do their job. And like there's a new detective that comes in and he right. sees the old detectives that have been in the town their whole lives as like inferior to him. Starring he, our boy from Parasite. Yeah, yeah. same dude from he's, Parasite. He's host. in every single one. He's yeah. like his De Niro Scorsese. Yeah, yeah It's exactly. fucking great. I, I want him to be in all of them. Dude, so he's good. so fucking good. He's man. amazing. Yeah. So it's good. Dude, it's... D- when did it come out? 2003. Shit. Shit, dude. Yeah. It feels like... It feels the, brand fucking new. Dude, it feels like the first season of True Detective. Like, I'm not even fucking Woo! around. I'm it's, watching it tonight. Then yeah. it, it is hard as shit. Cinematography, yeah. Plant, dude. You honors. Did you watch the supplements, dog? 
I have not had an opportunity yet. Okay. The supplements, supplements are hard. That's what the Criterion calls yes. bonus Fijis. It's the big brain way of saying special Fijis. Oh, you, you said pretentious wrong. Sorry. So you said big brain. <laughs> hmm. we're, like, they're like, we're going to make Guy a Criterion. Guy who doesn't own the Criterion edition of Memories of Moida. <laughs> Well, uh, I will after I put it in my PS5. So that's a good point, dude. Shouts to TikTok for recommending this because I still haven't seen it. I still hadn't seen it, but I had heard of it. I a saw few that times. tame TikTok, which is weird. You or saw the tame TikTok? I saw that damn TikTok there, that boy. I don't know. Words are hard, <laughs> yeah, but maybe you sent it to me. Oh, I don't know. Whatever. It's been on my list because of that. So fucking good. Uh, performances, cinematography, directing, acting, fucking across the board. One of the best crime movies I've ever fucking seen, or detective movies. I mean. And like I said, it reminds me of True Detective. Better than any, better than True Detective season two, better than True Detective season three. Hands down. Dang, season three. Only thing it doesn't have on season one is there's no like cosmic horror aspect. Yeah. yeah. With, but that, I mean, that just puts season one of True Detective like over. It's like, it's oh, this amazing. is everything. Yeah. And it's like, the best. And yeah. it doesn't have the opening title credits of True Detective one. Ooh, the vibe. The ultimate vibe setter. The old. Ding, 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 ding. That band, by the way, go, all their songs go off like that. Oh, man. All of them That's are like a gothic swamp western, dude. Yeah. yeah. Dark. Gothic swamp western. I want Orville Peck to do season yeah. four. Bruh. Let's go, BB. Cowboys I want him that to do be... heroin. Yeah, I wanted him him to be in it. That'd yeah, be that'd be dope. That'd be yeah. Anyways, he's a detective de- with a full fucking yeah <laughs> frilly mask. Uh, shouts to him. Anyways, uh, Memories of Murders, fucking hardest shit. Four three based on a series of true murders that occurred in South Korea in the late eighties, early nineties. It's of fucking the the ending of that fucking movie. All right, so I'm gonna watch it. So yeah, go on. Let's well, let's describe the ending. All right, so oh, so is it when the credits the come up? I no, love that nope, part. Right before that, when uh, they no, reveal, no. oh, the fade that? to black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then the Marvel logo comes up, and then Thanos goes <laughs> gobbity boobity boop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and Iron Man's like, oh yeah. no. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Last one I saw is uh, oh my god. Anything else? I literally on why are you being so hurt? Holy fucking shit. You had about six of them last week. Yeah. Just trying to speed this along. I'm joking. Go ahead. (laughs) Go ahead. You could say the most hurtful shit ever (laughs) and then just go, I'm joking right after. (laughs) And then are you gonna tell are you gonna tell anybody I interrupted you and and like that? Let me get a video of you saying Let me me get a video of you (laughs) saying you killed the president so that anyways, sorry, go ahead. Uh last one is Tokyo Vox. Tokyo what? Tokyo vibes, you say? Tokyo vibes, Woo! dude. Let's go with our boy Mikey Mance. Yeah, I do one hundred percent plan on watching this once it's all finished out, uh, dude. Uh, Chris, I know you've watched it. Yep, I only watched the first episode this morning, dude. Mm. Holy fucking shit, is it good? Hell dude. of a pilot, right? We're talking about Tokyo Vice on HBO Max. We're talking about Michael Manzi's sequel to Miami Vice. Dude, I had literally no fucking idea that Michael Mann had an an HBO Max show coming. I had no idea. Yeah, either. it just appeared, and I was like, "What? That's what it was already what? out. That's with everything now. Yeah, it's all of a sudden stuff is just out, and you're like, Where, when the fuck? No marketing yeah. anywhere. One might say, just play it. Just there it's oh, it's, but it's a series. So the name so of that our kinda, show. That kind of so works, the name I guess. Of our show I mean, so, I mean, it, there are more coming out. the concept out behind the show. There'll so never be less. So it's like there are too many because you can't watch them all and yeah. they're good, but then there are too many because like some of them are some bad. Are bad and they don't need to. We should start deleting movies so yeah. that there will be less. What if movies had lifespans? What a concept. 
jeez. Anyways, how's, Tokyo Vice. How's Tokyo Vice, dude? Bruh. Bruh. The vibe god. What What are your first impressions of Tokyo Vice, Chris? Well, okay, I'm not positive, but I've watched all three just because I'm more better of a cinephile. Right. <laughs> and you speak Japanese fluently. That's you said obvious. you've watched three, though? Uh, Yes. There are five, but okay. Oh, so how many have you watched? One. Uh, so I've watched three times as mm. many. Oh, yes. wow. So just with that perspective. Okay. Um, the more perspective. The, yeah, <laughs> the more perspective. I think Michael Mann only directed the first one. And yeah. No. I think, you can, I, I think it's one of those. I think he executive produced the whole thing, and he did direct the first one because I remember specifically seeing directed by Michael Mann. It's kind of like uh, Scorsese with Boardwalk Empire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just set the vibe, in, and also Fincher with Mindhunter. Same uh. thing. Yeah, so I think uh, he directed the first one, and it's pretty apparent because the first one is Michael Manzi vibe god. It feels like collateral. It feels like vice. It feels like that modern, the weird camera stuff, and the way he's not afraid to get one inch from an actor's face. Oh, yeah. It's so, it's in, okay, I think I've found, he does, the best way I can describe what he does is like hyper-realism. Yeah. Yeah. and he's talked about how he wants it to feel real, like mm. in the acting and the motion and all that. And that's <clears throat> obvious. Everyone's trying to make a convincing story, right? No doubt. But his, in the way he shoots it in the cinematography, feels like it's a documentary crew following a real person. And sometimes. it's n- nothing is fed to you. There is no exposition, really. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, I thought whenever I started the first episode that, like, oh, did I accidentally hit? Like episode two or three, yeah. did I fucking pull a me? Yeah, uh, watching <laughs> yeah. the sinner and start on season two when there is no season. Which two you right. can do. Which, Which you can do totally fine, and it's okay, and you don't have to bring it up all the fucking time. Is it? Um, but I love that Michael Mann is able to just fucking sit you down and be like, "This is where it starts." Yeah, bitch. Yeah, yeah. And but it's gonna be cool. Pulls a berserk. He drops you into it. Nothing's fed to you, and also the cinematography feels <sighs> gorilla. Yeah. Like someone's Ooh. just a gorilla crew following you. Yep. Like no, Safety no bros. permits, no fuck. Like yeah. yeah, all good time vibes. Yep. You know, a little bit. Yeah. I love it, man. Great show. Check I it out. Fucking love it. Ansel Elgort. Ansel, so hot right now. Ansel. I would like to commend you on your new status of the show weeb. You've watched Memories of Moida. You've watched Tokyo Vice. Mm. Oh, but you watched I- all fourteen seasons of Bleach in one day. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that is, man. But. I don't know. Are those cartoons, Everything, though? Everything, everywhere, all at once. That's true. <clears throat> are those cartoons, though? I don't think they are. Mm, doesn't have to be a cartoon. You like Akira Kurosawa, right? You are a weeb. I like Akira. Okay. So, uh, even further to prove. And I love Princess Mononoke. There you okay? go. And the- Spirited Away. There you go. Those are great movies. I mean, those are the Disney movies... Those are like Disney animes. Yeah. When I, when Spirited Away first came out, that was like the tagline you heard everywhere. It's like Studio Ghibli is Japan's Disney. Right. Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. I love that too. That's a good movie, actually. Saw that in theaters. That's it for me. Because I'm a cinephile. Tokyo Vice, good? Big recommend? Hardest to recommend imaginable. On At HBO least the first Max. episode. I can't speak for the rest. We didn't even say what it was about. Just, Just you don't... Hard shit. Ansel Elgort is a journalist, an American journalist who moves to Tokyo, kind of, uh, and is interested in crime. Yep, that's he's interested in becoming a crime journalist, and off you go, go watch it. And it also has fucking the guy from Inception, man. Oh, Ken Watanabe. He's fucking great. He goes hard. Yeah. He's great in that. His his reveal is like that gritty detective immediately right off the bat smoking a cigarette on 
on scene, which is dude, like the, you shouldn't be able to do that. The yeah. opening scene, dude, the, uh, to the pilot. Let's go, dude. It, okay, think, but think about this though. If it, it didn't have that, think about the episode right. without it. You're right. It's it's just any other show. It still would be good. It still would be dope. But the opening. It's just an attention grabber. Just check it out. Yeah. It's suck me. It's, they're fucking with Yakuza shit, right? What do you say? Yakuza shit? Yeah. Okay. That's fucking hard as fuck. It's yep. hard as shit. Scary as shit. Yeah. It's hard as shit fuck, man. Hard as shit fuck. Harder than Alexander Skarsgård in the movie Hold the Dark, dude. Mm. Harder than that. For such a polite society, it's odd that their crime syndicate that they're known for is like one of the most brutal ever. Yeah. It's fucking sick. Uh, hardest recommend so <clears throat> far. Hope it continues on that same path. Yeah. We shall see, but that's it, it for me. Excellent. Alex, go ahead. All righty. As we know, I watched Memories of Moida, the Criterion edition, because I'm a cinephile. Okay. Because it is Criterion. Because it and is now criterion. with that out of the way, if anyone has any kids or any, anything like that, they need Please things sell to watch. Please to Chris. No, they need, if they need anything to children. watch, I buy kids. What the fuck are you, you talking are about? You're a human trafficker. We're, we are... <laughs> <laughs> Just jump right to that, huh? <laughs> I, if, if your kids need a watch list, Alex, go ahead. Uh... Hold on. This is Alex's Goo Goo Gaga watch list. Uh, I've been watching Girl from Plainville. It's fine. It's fine. It goes on too long, but yes. I watched also the two-part HBO documentary about uh, the story itself showing actual footage and everything. What's the documentary called? It is one of the worst titles of anything ever, Ooh. I feel. It's called I Love You, Now Die. Yeah, that's, that's really bad. It's one of it's fucking horrendous. <clears throat> it's like they so is that said at any point by no. the girl? No, oh, so someone just came up with that. I yeah. love you now. It sounds like a like one of the first four or five Goosebumps stories. It sounds like something that was lost in translation from like a like a like it's an idiom in another language. Yeah, yeah and story like, by R. L. Stein. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Um, it gives you some really interesting perspectives. Obviously, what happened was reprehensible and a tragedy and blah, 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 blah. But it does give you both sides. Not that the other side has much Careful. wiggle room. I'm, what I'm saying is... There, what you're saying is... There is another perspective. While I don't find it very sympathetic, it is said it, in this documentary. It is um, provided. Yes. Okay. That's it's, the best way to put it. And you, si and you side with the girl. It's interesting, no, um, but it gives you both. It's it's a legally gray area because there's no precedent really for that specific crime. Jesus, it's insane. It's it's interesting to watch, and it's weird because that state that that occurred in, there is no penalty for assisted suicide. Neato, Crazy really shit. cool so story. They had to charge that. her with something different. That that's the part <laughs> we are guilty of being a total bitch. Yeah. Being a big bitch. Yeah. Being a kind of a dick. Yeah. And horrible eyebrow. Um <laughs> the fucking I the the court, the fucking all of that shit getting to the bottom of the case. Oh yeah. That's what I want to see. You want to see and the uncovering of, of the evidence. Yes. Yeah. And but the show is all like I'm mad. It's like teeny bopper drama shit. Yeah, it sounds like they're just breadcrumbing you until it's the last right few episodes. Right between Degrassi and Euphoria. And Here's I feel like happened. there's going to be two episodes, maybe two episodes, maybe one and a half episodes of actual courtroom. Boom. Yes, it's going to be the two, first two episodes are get you sucked in. Yeah. 
six fillers. Yep. And the last two are going to be like the courtroom. Yeah. 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 When like, I again four episodes of story, eight episodes ordered. When I quite literally just want to be in the courtroom for six to eight hours. I'm just going to get you a subscription to courtroom TV. <laughs> if you Dude. if you know the story, just go to the last episode. It's not out yet. Oh, I forgot it's doing that. Yeah. Sorry, it's okay. It's going to make you sit there while it slowly yeah, drip feeds. What's going to happen to the girl? Nobody knows. Yeah. Jesus Christ, whatever. Yeah. Fucked up. Um, we talked about Studio Ghibli. I watched Ponyo this week. Mm. It is... I already see you going to sleep. Uh, it is basically Studio Ghibli's version of Little Mermaid. Okay. And that is the least cringe way I can describe it. It's a Ghibli movie. They're always beautifully animated with big name voice actors. He's out, Josh is, let him let him sleep. Let him sleep. The He's just deeper meaning. and deeper into yeah. sleep. He's in level five REM sleep. Yeah. Keep going. What were you saying about the uh, cartoon? Liam Neeson as uh, the sea wizard. Uh huh. Go on. There we go. Yep. Uh, Kate Blanchett. Oh, you're awake. Hey, welcome Kate Blanchett. He's not done yeah. if you want to. <laughs> Kate Blanchett, you say. <laughs> a great actress. Great actress, you say? Yes. Mm. Yep. Uh, good stuff. It's Studio Ghibli. They're always great. Blah, blah, blah. Check it out. Uh-huh. Uh, also, I watched the Mikey Man episode of One Perfect Shot. I didn't bother with the other ones because uh, I don't care about the other ones, to be honest. Yeah, understandable. Uh, Michael Mann's good was, directors in their own right. Yeah, but man. I don't give a shit. Uh, <laughs> Michael Mann's episode was very, very good. It's great, right? Extremely interesting, insightful, it, all that. And it gives you perspective into his overall filmmaking, which yeah, is cool. His yeah. perspective on the way he does his shit. Love that he brought the editor. That's fucked. That was really sick. Cool. That's really, that, really. Cool. That was sick for me. Yeah, I bet you were like, "This is interesting." <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, yes, go on. Yeah, that's pretty neat. And that editor in the episode, he was like, "Thank you." He was like beyond appreciative the whole time. He's like, that's... "Thank you so much for just letting me be next to you." Well, that's <laughs> such a cool. It's such a cool story. I mean, the, Michael Mann just saw an HBO show and was like, "That guy did a good job." Yeah, contacted him, and the guy was like, his next project. He was a new editor. He's working with Michael Mann. Cutting footage with Al Pacino, Val Kilmer, Cut Robert De Niro. De Niro. Dude, the only time they've ever been on screen together, by the yeah, way. Yeah, imagine cutting that diner, diner room scene. I'd be shitting myself. Bruh. Diner scene. And, it, it, and the editor described, and this is the best feeling in the fucking world. The editor describes a, a moment they were working together where Michael Mann came in, sat down. They were rushing. They were trying to finish a movie, whatever. There was a certain scene he cut. And it was um like a tunnel scene or something. From yeah, some, it was one of his where movies. Something about how the light was hitting the car while they were driving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, movie. just absolute vibeness. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, it, lights, tunnels. Oh, okay. Yeah, All in right. music. Fucking yeah. <laughs> um, and the uh, Michael Mann apparently came into the editing bay, sat down, and said, and, and, they like after it. he's like rushing, trying to do all this crazy shit. Yeah, yeah. he has a million things going on. Yeah, man. and he sits down, and he plays the scene, and then Michael Mann says, "That's exactly what I wanted," and left. And I would and, have nutted. Yeah, <laughs> as an editor, sometimes where where you just nail it, like you with communication, with you know intuition, whatever you cut the scene and feel it out and execute either the story's vision or the director's vision perfectly and it just feels good and everybody's happy with it that's the best fucking feeling and and he said in the in the show he was like yeah i was on cloud nine for like months after yeah. that just he after said that i moment. was floating after that like yeah. yeah pretty much a close second is seeing kate blanchett in a movie good yep that's also she's a, a, she's a great lord actress. of the rings Another reason to like that series of films. Yep. Every woman that won't watch it with me. I said I like it. 
I was talking to Christina. Oh, okay. <laughs> she hasn't seen it? No, she watched Fellowship with me a couple weeks ago, and uh, she's not feeling it. Wow. That's that's a woman repeller, though. Even Carly likes The Lord of the Rings. Really? Yeah. Hmm. You say even Carly? Like, yeah. She's a three-head. She doesn't like, <laughs> like, she doesn't like a, movies? My fucking wife. No, she doesn't <laughs> fucking know anything. She's like, can we watch fucking Marry Me? Marry Oof. Me. With Jennifer Lopez. Oh! Mm. Can you watch Made in Manhattan? God. Fire movie. One perfect shot, though. Fucking excellent. Great. Watch it. You loved uh, it. The only funny thing Watch about Watch that it, episode. Yeah, so, just that episode. Yeah. Uh, the, when they do the AR spectrum of the scene and all that, it was kind of funny to see him be like, this is uh, what I envision. And then it cuts to like a 3D model of Val Kilmer, like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. A fucking low poly version, like yeah. N64, like yeah. GoldenEye <laughs> version of Val Kilmer, like, <laughs> Yeah. But you appreciate it, I think. Yeah, you it. Get was it was cool, but it was also like, hey, HBO. Can you make it look a little better than Fortnite? Can you yeah. do that? <laughs> like, yeah, understandable. Yeah, good and, stuff though. Yeah. When Anything else? When they're literally talking about the bullets like reverberating off the building, Dude, that's that my was favorite. So fucking cool. Because the whole sound team came in and designed it, and they threw it all away. He's like, ah, fuck that. He was like, eh, I want the natural noise, and that's why it's so good. That's, yeah. that's exactly why it's so like claustrophobia inducing. That's and, that's like, why that's literally one of the most iconic action scenes ever of all fucking time. Facts, yeah. facts. Because of the fucking the the sound design. Of A that. billion percent. God damn, dude, it's so good. All right, and they're all accounted for the real bullets. Or not real bullets, real fucking. They literally shot each other. <laughs> <laughs> it's good shit, man. You know what's cool? Uh, there's, a, I think it's there's a um, a YouTube channel like a, they're, I, I don't know if they're like a gun channel or like a action VFX channel or something, but they'll do realistic like like oh, John cool. Wick stuff. Like they'll be like they count the chamber, the, the guns in the chamber, and see which movies do it accurately. That's see awesome. when reloads the are necessary. You know the gun shooting gun. Yeah, so I, it's I. I'm from I'm from Michigan, not from Texas. I didn't get the crash course in guns when I uh, when, when I was. You know, Michigan that's like is third grade. Dude. Arguably the worst. With uh, whatever. <laughs> well, basically, um, there's a cool YouTube channel that counts all the rounds and all the guns. And John Wick does a really good job at being realistic. You know what? Other movies really good at that. Collateral. Yep, dude. Yep. The. Dude, yep. the, <laughs> Michael Manzies, the, the behind-the-scenes featurette on sort of dude on on fucking Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, sh- the sh- shooting from the hip, dude. What? That's one of my favorite behind-the-scenes like featurettes uh, supplements ever. Ah, uh, yes, I was confused. It's yeah, one right. of the best supplements of all time is dude. Tom Cruise learning how to shoot like his character in uh, Collateral. A dude. trained hitman. Oh, fucking fuck. sick. Alleyway, ass. alleyway scene in Collateral. Check it the fuck out. Good shit. Uh, all right. Anything well, else? Nope. Cool. All Good job. done. All right. Yes, what about you, buddy? Um, so we talked about Tokyo Vice. Yep. Um, that's that was on my watch list. High recommended that, of course. Um, the other two things. Um, there's a show on Netflix called The Ultimatum. Oh. It's like a. Are you playing cricket noises over? No, that's actually happening. <laughs> Weird. It's just. I'm sorry, you were saying... Well, it was a show called The Ultimatum. Maybe you've heard of it? Oh, my God. Are you crying? What? <laughs> That's so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm crying about a reality TV show that I watch. 
Anyways, why um, the fuck did you watch the ultimate? He was on in the background. You're, you're did you get into to the reunion? No. Here's the thing. The reunion. Here's is the thing. What I live for. I, it was on in the background, and I'm ashamed to say how invested I got in just what I was hearing uh-huh. because I would get morally angry, and not only the people involved, who by the way deserve all of what's happening to them. It is the most. The premise itself is the most conducive to yeah. drama and shit situations. It's like, let's put all these people on the verge of breaking up or getting married into a pressure cooker and dangle a bunch of shiny new toys in front of them and maybe everyone's going to break up and fuck each other and maybe marry and blah, blah, blah. It's cringy beyond belief because... And also, add cameras. So not only yeah. are they performing for... Their, you know, their their significant others and perfor- their new prospects. They're performing for the cameras and the audience at home, and like, oh, they want all these people. It's fucking shit. I hate all the people involved. I hate the people that made it. Nick Lachey, shout out, ninety eight degrees. Um, oh, and I'm Nick Lachey, obviously. Yeah, and and it's so funny how like this shit pops off, and and like it's Nick Lachey and his wife sitting there like the fucking evil puppet masters, and they're them. just like, wow, didn't expect this. <laughs> like, oh, what the. F- I think it's one of the greatest reality TV shows in modern history. I saw a little bit of it. I can only talk about that much of it. I'm Mm. sure it's a shit show if you're into trash, garbage TV reality stuff. I understand all that. What what was the... um, Why were you watching this? Why? Shout out the Derby. (laughs) Of course. Yeah. The other show I watched... The Kardashians on Hulu. They've got. They've made a comeback. No longer keeping up with the Kardashians. They're well, back I've, with a I've new seen, shoe. I've seen the Kardashians come back. Yeah, Is have this, you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I know which one you're talking yeah. about. Right. So the pre. That's the prequel to Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Oh. That you're referencing. Yeah. Okay. So there's that that one, and then there's Keeping Up, and then now this in the trilogy. Now it's the Kardashians this on Hulu. This is the return of the Kardashians. You're right, gotcha. basically. Revenge I heard of the it's Kardashians. shot really well. It is. It's different. It's pretty... It's got like... It, it feels less reality TV or whatever. And it's interesting. You know, it's whatever. It's the Kardashians. You know what you're getting. Yeah. It's it's Bratz dolls. You know, yeah. the usual. I just... They're... They... Whatever. They're yeah. whatever. They're, they're whatever. Their existence is just... Is I all get, of pop I culture. Get it. Yeah. I get it. I get it. I I fuck fuck you yeah. know yeah What's the well point? said well said actually thank yeah thank you yeah yeah I get it yeah um I don't know man so anyways that's what I've watched and is that Scott guy still on there Scott Disick yeah he's extremely deplorable and manipulative right. yeah he's one of my favorite people in the world he's annoying as fuck that adds up he should guy. get out of the way of everything I love that guy he stays in the background and acts like the nice guy and wants to be in the family and all that only to control his ex wife and. Like still be involved and stuff, <laughs> and now he gets to see Travis Barker fucking his wife. <laughs> Get wrecked, bud. That's also that's a weird ass fucking relationship. Exactly. Oh, are they contractually obligated to have open mouth kiss anytime a camera's around? Because yeah. I feel like they are, oh. and it's really annoying. Yeah, it's kind of cringe. It's like, oh, are it's we very Megan, high school of them? Are we Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly? Like, oh, yeah. we're gonna be the fucking Pam and Tommy now type like, of shit. Aren't you, know? you guys forty? Can we're you s- act like you're adults? Can you act like your libidos are what they are? The level of horny you are when you're thirteen is just torturous. Though. And and you're not that when you're you know in their thirties or forties, which they are. Yeah, from like twelve closer to fifty, whatever. Twelve to twenty-one, you were literally just a boner. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyways, um, that's my watch list. I guess you can say I'm like the reality TV garbage expert around here. Yeah, I, had, I guess I had, you could say that. I had two reality TV 
things on my watch Did list. Do you have a single one? I watched 600 Pound Life this week. I guess technically the I Love You Now Die could be reality TV because nah. it's something that... That's, mm, a, that's, that's a, a documentary. That's a big brain documentary. Dude. Yeah, and I don't think... I mean, we don't expect you to know that difference. That's but, a good point. You, but, you are definitely not the mm-hmm. resident expert on reality TV like Chris is. Yeah. You know, uh, I did stick around for the reunion, which is the juiciest part of the ultimatum. And, and any reality TV show. But mm. that's more of like a setup. It's not true reality. You know? It's like an mm. after the credits type of thing. And sure. We know you don't like after the credits type of stuff. It's a good point i did the narrative's done after the credits the narrative's done once the credits start as you've said <sighs> yeah you're right i did say that i have to stick by it my whole life yep fuck that's it for me anything else boys Yay. shall we get into everything everywhere all at once oh. there you go i like the sound effect it made on your forehead yeah i put that on for everything everywhere all at once i have a eye on my forehead for the visual listeners it's so realistic. It, it looks real. I'm learning to fight with kindness. And here we are. And apologize to your children. It's my mind's eye. It's a metaphor for the mind's eye, actually. It's from all those psychedelics you do. Dude. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I'm edgy and I experimented. <laughs> you're always talking about how you, you go to work and you're like, I'm so fucking high, I can't even work. <laughs> and you're, like, you're always saying that, like, all the time. I, I wish you wouldn't say that on my like, on I'm doing so many drugs, I can barely handle my life. I, I told you that in confidence. That stuff. And you don't need to, that was in our private group text. My bad. Everything, everywhere, all at once from the Daniels, <clears throat> dude. The Daniels, which are Daniel Kwan and what was the other guy? Uh, I don't know. Dane Lewis. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Daniel Day Lewis. Of my yep. left foot fame. Yep. Um, I gotta say, so their first and only film so far, aside from Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, was Swiss Army Man. Well, that was oh, their, they did that. Well, that was their first collaboration. Oh, so they've done films on their own to in separately. Yes, really, I didn't know that. Yeah, there was one that I really want to see now. It's uh, fucking <sighs> fuck. I'll I've seen up. it. You've seen it, Alex. Mm-hmm. I've seen it. You've never seen a Damn it. Wish you wouldn't bring up the fact that because I haven't been to film school, I've never seen a movie. Damn. I hate when you bring that up. Defeated with logic. Yep. Daniel Scheinhart, by the way, his name, his IMD picture is fucking hilarious. <laughs> the movie he did, The Death of Dick Long. Oh, I did see that. You did? I did. Oh, shit. Yeah. Is it funny? It's funny. It's not the best. Okay. Not as good as Swiss Army Man. Okay, yeah. Like it's. I'm guessing it's more of the absurdism. Like It's dick humor a little bit. A little bit. Uh, it's one of those a situation gone crazy and now we're dealing with it movies. Okay. Yeah. All right. I want to check that one out. It looks really funny. It is a comedy, right? Yes. Okay. It's a, a black comedy, basically. Got dark comedy? Yeah, that's what that is. Hmm. Interesting be- that you don't know film terms as a man that went to film school it's and not- has his third eye open. <laughs> it's a genre. Okay. It's a genre. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's a genre. <laughs> My bad. Um... Uh, also the bad bitch genre. So <laughs> it's a genre. So, anyways, Daniel Kwan, um, he also directed one of the things they directed together. The Daniels was the Little John turned down for what music video? Right. Have you seen that? Mm-mm. They're big uh, music video guys. Yes, that was their background, and that's that shows so much. Oh in, yeah, in like the execution of this movie. They actually met in an animation class. Did you know that? That's sick. I did not know that. That's where they uh, started their relationship, man, and like began to blossom from there. Yet, 
the animation didn't necessarily take hold, mm-hmm. but they were like, we love animation, so let's try and do that live action. Yeah. Like, I mean, let's try and take those concepts, because this feels like an anime movie. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is, well, not only do, does the live action stylistically feel anime, right? The when you bring up the concepts, it's like, oh, that would be much easier in animation. It's literally an isekai made into a major motion picture. A what? It's those ones where they die and go into a new universe. There's a billion of those. Ah, uh, yes. Like ReZero and uh, Sword Art Online, which fucking sucks. See, you Holy try fuck. to give actual. That was a good nap I just took. Thank you for that. I'm actually. One might call it a. It's a cosmic gumbo. Oh yes, <laughs> starring the real Detective Crashmore. That is actually the director jokingly describing everything, everywhere, all at once. <laughs> Alex just. This is my new favorite movie. Your soul, yeah. <laughs> your soul left your body. Yeah. He he sarcast the way we joke about cosmic gumbo being anything you anytime you blend two genres every reviewer goes cosmic gumbo yeah like like it's their favorite fucking fake term he jokingly in an interview said that like sarcastically i fucking love that guy so much one more time for the visual listeners it's a cosmic gumbo (laughs) (laughs) yeah so um Anyways, the turn down for what video? I highly recommend you okay. watch. I am almost tempted to stop the show and have you guys watch it, just to like see the vi- all the I've visuals. Seen You've seen it. Yeah. You need to see it. Um, I've seen it. Okay, haven't seen it. Yeah, actually, play it for you in music video class at film school. Oh, in music video class. Yeah. Are you questioning that that's a class? Because yes. you would know. Yes, I'm you questioning would know, it. Huh? I wouldn't know, but I'm questioning it. You don't even have a third eye. You fucking God bitch. Damn it. You fucking dummy. You're literally a third of how <laughs> smart I am. <laughs> You're literally a third of my intelligence. <laughs> Anyways. Um, I saw this at 10.30 p.m. last night. So oh, Jesus. There is some recency bias, and I don't want to be too hyperbolic, but this is the greatest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> it, is, all right. it is one of my new favorite movies of all time. It's definitely up there. I think I, I had so much shock leaving it. I was like, wow, that was a journey that was insane. That was good. But the more I think about it, the more I look into it, the more interviews I see about it and the attention to detail and all the things that yeah. are in the movie that are not only callbacks, but like visual metaphors and references. I'm just like, this is one of my favorite movies ever. I mean, when damn. they did the 2001 Apes and then five minutes later, a girl goes, nothing means anything. I was like, this is Chris's favorite movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this the nihilism is- plus 2001. Yeah. The- it had everything for me. It had sci-fi. Ratatouille. It, Rat- Ratatouille, dude. I and everybody knows I'm in Ratatouille, dude. So you are Alfredo Linguini, yeah. exactly. That's yeah, that's me. So it had everything. It had sci-fi. It had action. It had space and time. It had romance, love. Had kung fu fight scenes. Kung uh, fu fight love. Scene. That's not like one of your things, though. Yeah, that's a good it's point. It's not one of my things. Nah, nah. you're more about hate. Mm, and yeah, beating the love out of somebody. nihilism, atheism. But much like Michelle Young in this movie. She learns to love, and that is something I'm working on as you're well. You're working on it. You're working on it. Yeah. So you're not there, you're... and you do admit that. I. Oh, are you a perfect person, Alex? Yes. Yeah? I am perfect. Whatever. <laughs> Fucking yeah. hours log therapy. I Ask got more on any you. any physical, physical, uh, psychological, fuck, what's the word? Philosophical question. Yeah, how do you, how do you, pr- here's one, how do you pronounce philosophical, you <laughs> fucking idiot? Philosophical. <laughs> you have fucking hot dog tongue. <laughs> Anyways, um. I wish I had a hot dog the tongue. The director's big fan of the director's. Dude. Ba- now, ba- I mean. Back to Swiss Army Man really quickly, though. Yeah. Like, 
they are known for their music video. Well, they were known for their music videos first and foremost before they started directing feature films. Dude, Swiss Army Man has one of the best trailers I've ever fucking seen. Facts. Yeah. And it's like directed like a music video. Yep. Because it has the song oh, going through the yeah. the bop 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 like in this trailer too, everything everywhere. The trailer. trailer's really good for this one too. Um the, it's like they had the creative vision of the directors definitely shines through in the trailer as well. Yes. And I feel like that often doesn't happen because we see a lot of copy paste trailers nowadays. True. Um, whereas this one, it's like, oh no, they envisioned the trailer also. Yep. One of the worst trailers I've ever seen in my life was played before I watched this movie last night. What was it? Uh, the Mulligan game. Have you seen this trailer? No. What the Holy fuck is that? fucking God. Why did not get that trailer for mine? I want you to watch the trailer just to be like, huh? <clears throat> Who's in this? It's a fucking non, it's a fathom event movie. If that oh, says okay. anything. All right. I'm fine. Dude. Holy fuck. Um, Anyway, Swiss Army Man, and I feel like Swiss Army Man stuck with me a lot after I watched that movie. I fucking loved that And movie. I've only seen it one time, yeah. but yeah. like I remember it pretty fucking vividly. I loved the the surrealism and the absurdism, right? and that shines through in all their work, I feel like, yeah. like where it's like, it's dick humor, but it's like, is this really happening, or is this dude tripping the fuck out because he's dying on It's the biggest brain dick humor. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, and that shined in this movie, too, like where right. it's like hot dog hands fucking googly eyes everywhere like it wasn't it's silly it wasn't big brain space travel it was like fucking student film space and time travel where it's right. like oh we're just gonna fucking go into a closet type it in type of like funny quirky time travel and space jumping whatever first i've listened to a few interviews of the daniels like talking about this film in particular and like a lot of their references to it are obviously like anime films but also a lot of pixar and like american uh, animated films like western animated films cool uh cloudy with a chance of meatballs was a big one that they said great movie actually like really influenced this film and like just all of the work that they do where it's like there are jokes that you think don't land right away, mm -hmm. but like when they bring them up at the end, and it's like a beautiful, like it becomes like a beautiful yeah. metaphor. It's something you like sort of giggle at when they first introduce the right. concept, and then it's something that wraps everything up. Yeah, yeah like yeah. like the hot dog hands, for example. Totally. Right. Like, and by the way, when it was in the hot dog universe, did you notice the score was played poorly? Oh shit! Like, in, oh, like because awesome. it's like like because the, they the, would have less control. Yeah, and That's like in the two thousand one score sounded like shit. It was like, yeah, like yeah. it was because they couldn't. They were fucking. They had fucking hot dog hands. That's funny. Um, just a little detail, but yeah, their their use of like the visual metaphors and also one of their influences, Michelle Gondry, who is blank face. You know who Michelle Gondry is? Uh, she was the director she, of photography she, for... Hmm. I'm assuming it's an Italian man who goes by Michelle then. Michelle. French. Ugh. Check out The Science of Sleep. Oh, um, I love that. Yeah, you've heard of that. Yeah. Sleeping. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where they're like, when you sleep, you, you big dream. Yeah. <laughs> that was a great scene. Answering the age-old question, if you had a clone of yourself that was tiny, would you jerk him off? What? <laughs> That's what that movie's about, right? That's what you, your dreams are about, apparently. Weird. Anyways... Michelle Gondry is a huge practical effects, like visual storyteller. Big time. Um, they, they also reference Lord and Miller too as like being like the best animation studio currently. Oh, okay. I don't know. Um, like their favorite and like influences all the shit that they do. Do you know who that is? Uh, yes, they did uh, the American production of Astro Boy. 
Are you making that up? I generally can't tell. I don't. I don't know who they are. Fucking. They did uh, Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, cool. That makes sense. Is that what it's called? The Andrew Garfield one? No, 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 no. Into the Spider Verse. Into the Spider Verse. Oh what. fuck yeah, they're God. Yeah, that's what <laughs> <laughs> they're God. <laughs> that, that's yeah, what I meant. They uh, really are. Yeah, they did S tier animation studio. Yeah. They're what um, everyone is trying to be now. Exactly. And again, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. I don't know how many times Dude, I'll say that on the fucking go. show. But this, um, I well, never mind. And that movie came out after the Lego Movie as well. Never saw that actually. That's a top tier animation. That's a really good movie. Anim- okay. Animated film. Yeah. But yeah. Um, this is, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, I've seen Swiss Army or I've seen this, I've seen that music video, whatever. You never knew who was behind it, but now it's like all eyes on them. You know, yeah, yeah, like they're sure. going to do some dope shit. Oddly enough, speaking of um, doing big things, they were approached by Marvel multiple times. Yeah. Really? And they said, B. Yeah. Uh, Marvel asked them to do the Loki series, and they're like, yeah, we're all nah. set. Thank God, They're right? like, yeah, fuck off. Yeah. We're <laughs> they, gonna... they straight up didn't take meetings with Marvel. That is baller yeah. on a lot of levels. <laughs> yeah. Shout dude. out to them. Yeah. That's fucking so I mean, so th- cool. they're the type of people that are, like, so creative, and the, the writing is so fucking solid that, like, I don't want the biggest company in the world to influence their story. No. Yeah. And honestly, they were, like, super fucking professional about it. They were like, we just didn't want to play in somebody else's sandbox. Like, we, we totally. want to be able to do our own thing. And, like, it it seems limiting, and I don't think we would do it justice. We don't think we would do the Marvel Cinematic Universe justice by uh, trying to cater to their needs. Yeah. So they were, like, really professional about it, but they were like, yeah, we just weren't interested in doing it. In a long about way of saying, like, yeah, fuck that. It's like, kind of like how I'm, I'm in hindsight, glad that uh, Scott Pilgrim, Baby Driver dude, didn't do Ant Man two. Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright. Ed- Edgar Wright. Yeah. Because, well, dude, the second that they didn't let him do his own thing, he's like, okay, fuck it. I'm, yeah, I'm all set. Yeah. yeah, good for him. Like, granted, I bet Daniels would not if they were forced to do a Marvel movie would knock it out of the park. But like that, that would is be a constrained. Big, yeah, that would be that would be a. We want we want your touch, but we're still going to control you. Type of directorial yeah. situation. Whereas you can tell. And by the way, while it doesn't feel this way, this is an extremely low budget movie, considering really? like what like what they said. Like I don't know what low budget is to them, but in all their interviews, they said they had a pretty modest budget. Like for example, the VFX team, five people. Wow. And when you watch this movie, you're like, the fuck? Yeah, I don't it, know how it the feels fuck like the fullest production, dude. Yeah, I watched. A no, I think it was called Notes on a Scene, um, or one of the. There's some directorial interview, right? They broke down the first, the first few times she verse jumps and how they did it. Like it's just simple stuff, like practical. Like they they filmed her moving slowly, used a leaf blower, put her on a green screen, and then they went and walked down the street. You know, filmed some like I got like they knew they were going to be doing a lot of traversal, like like traveling through verses and stuff. Mm-hmm. So one of the directors was just constantly walking around with a 4K camera with a low shutter angle to get the blur. He shot some Tokyo or not Tokyo, some you know New York, some just every time he was walking forward, he would just film some footage, fucking smart. put that on the side, add some anime lines, some blur, some speed blur, and it's just you have her going through and then LED lights, and that was it. That's yeah. fucking awesome. It's like. That was literally the you only thing d- I caught was like the lights like circling because I saw it. Shining yeah, yeah, but that shit is cool. Like it looks fucking cool. And like you said before, Chris, it's like very much like a student film. Exactly. Like it it's has like, that have vibe, be- but on like a high level. Yeah, like it's a yeah. tier student film. You exactly, know? a it's student like- film that doesn't fucking suck. It's just, it, yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's ambitious as fuck. It is, and like not only conceptually, but right, just. 
I mean, oh god, it's so it's so hard to where to start with this movie, but it's just like. I mean, first and foremost, shout out to A24. <laughs> shout out to yeah, A24, yeah. dude. As the A24 boys, we must give it up to A24. And the official A24 podcast. Yes. The they're, one they're and only A24 podcast. Check the logs. We were here Fuck first. that other bullshit. We were here first. We did it first, which makes us the guys that did it. Okay, Elijah Wood. How about you suck a fuck man whoa we Elijah are Wood. the eight yeah he does like an interview with somebody i don't know yeah he doesn't burn he does, that bridge he immediately. interviewed somebody somewhere fuck him yeah <laughs> i mean elijah's listening like what the fuck i was a fan i fucking love this show what the fuck he definitely listens we yeah. love elijah Wood. Yeah. i'm just kidding we can track all the subscribers and elijah wood listens to there are too many movies yeah his no account doubt. is elijah wood that's what it's called yeah. so it's easy to. he check. tried to make a dummy account but it, it was like He's, no, he's, he's like a, not the hobbit at gmail.com. He's actually Doom Guy. I don't know if you guys know. That. <laughs> oh yeah. Shout out to him. Um so as the A24 boys, shout out to them. Yeah. They just like good or bad. Sometimes they fucking hit, sometimes they really fucking hit. Sometimes they don't. You know, high life and shit Lamb. like that. Yeah. Lamb blah. Yeah, it's a blah. But uh they fucking go for it when it comes to like ambitious projects and it's like yeah, let's, I, I am, let's see some shit. For some reason, it's become at least from what I've seen, like on like TikTok and other social media shit, where like people see H twenty four as like the new like film bro cringe which, type of thing. That's which annoying I don't get. to me. I don't get. They fund and produce original, original, groundbreaking, cool new concepts that no other companies clearly will. Yeah, and you know why people are calling it the fr- film bro cringe company now, or like the cliche like. Oh, you're a cinephile. Do you like A24? It's like, yeah. Yeah. They it's make good shit. It's because you don't like Marvel movies. Yeah. You know what? The, the, those people that are saying that now loved A24, the first few movies they produced. And then it got popular, and they're like, I can't like a popular thing. Exactly. I'm a cool guy. As soon as Hereditary and Midsommar came out back to back, it was like, oh, now it's cringe to like A24. It's like, yeah. no, it's fucking not. Like, they're they're just hitting. They're hitting. Yeah. I'm just saying, like... I'm not going to make it my life to be that douche. To be to like, be like, oh, everything A24 produced. Like, oh, you think you're, you like artsy movies because you've seen A24. It's like, it's... it's They make good movies. They, yeah. Like, it, like ob- objectively great. Yeah. So... If you can watch Hereditary and Midsummer and not like them, then you are a bad taste person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's simple. Um. Anyways, uh... Getting into the movie, though. Yeah. Wow. Uh, the performances, man. Holy Dude, shit. At the end of the day, even though this is a visual spectacle conceptually and like the execution of it, too, the performances. Yeah. Michelle Yeoh. Amazing. Uh, Wayman. I forget his, his actual name. Kihi Kwan. Fuck, man. Every character in this movie, I fucking loved. And yes. that's rare for a movie. Like yeah. every single one was charming and endearing and had their own st- little stories. But also had an incredibly difficult acting ask. Yeah. All you have of to be them, different people. Different people from different universes. All at once. All at once. Like the the daughter, the <clears throat> husband. Yeah. And the main character, the wife or the Even mom. The, the grandpa was fucking hilarious. He Dude, was great. that guy is like a legend. Yeah. Like Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. Everything. Yeah, just everything. Yeah, and like the and and I know everyone's talking about this, but Kihi Kwan's return to or yeah, return to acting. Yeah, so twenty years he was in Indiana Jones. Oh, he was in the Goonies, and the whole time. Oh, was he Data? Yeah, holy shit! The whole time I was watching this, I was like, God, he seems so familiar, right? Like, like have yeah. you seen him? And then I was like, holy shit! I look him up after. That's fucking crazy. I had no idea. After yeah. those two movies, 
he essentially retired from acting because he just wasn't getting auditions. And it was because of... He he didn't get any auditions as an Asian actor. There weren't many at like, the time. They, and there also weren't a lot of roles that he was interested in. Because for a long time in Hollywood, like, you know, it's They just, were like the fall guys. I mean, look at his roles in Indiana Jones and the Goonies. He's like... They were just like, hey, can you do this again? Can you this be movie? an Asian? That's yeah, literally be it. the Asian guy. Yeah. And the, he's like, no. Like, I would... Yeah. Can I have something else? Can I do something else? And... There literally were not roles, so he's like, okay, fuck it, I'm done. Yeah. And Me- they brought him back for well, this movie. No, no, no. So meanwhile, he was seeing his his other co-stars from the past get auditions. Like, Josh Brolin becoming Thanos. Yeah, like yeah. One, <laughs> one to two times a week they would get auditions, and he was getting auditions one to two times a year. Jesus. Wow. And so he was like, fuck it, I'm done. He went back to film school, and he... Something you don't know anything about, but mm. anyways, I mean, I've been to school, we, so it's basically that. He went back to film. He went back to film school, and then he w- he worked behind the camera for a few years. Wow. Um. He was. He had, Check his IMDb. He's got camera credits, stunt coordination credits. Crazy. That's fucking awesome. And then, um, he saw Crazy Rich Asians in theaters, and he got immense FOMO. He's like, "Wow, uh, I wish I was in this movie. Finally, we're getting some representation." Right. He called his agent the next day, and or one of his agent friends and it's like are you interested in representing me he's like yeah sure two weeks later the agent calls him back and with an audition for this movie fuck yeah and that here is he is so fucking cool isn't that fucking amazing not it's just awesome. because he's like that his like dream played out but because it played out with this movie specifically yes and this is such a badass role and, and he played it perfectly and he was amazing Dude, that fucking the fight scene with the fanny pack. Yeah. Oh my god. That was, was I was like, holy shit, who is this guy? Th- that from pretty much from that moment on, I was shaking my head the whole movie. Like in I was smiling awe. almost the whole movie. I was smiling, like, I was crying, I was laughing, but most like almost every couple seconds I was like, Oh my god. Just like in disbelief at how cool and funny and the execution of everything was. Right. Not only the fight choreography, but the shot choreography they were yeah, doing with it. Yeah. And the editing dude holy fuck it's really fucking cool and like you could just tell that they were given carte blanche to just fucking like hey go crazy yeah Yeah. and in a fun way not like a chop this the fuck up like it's just literally fun but you you knew you had to know like based on watching this with all the match cuts and all the matching action they shot for the edit they had all this planned out yeah a door rips off and then it rips into another universe and there you are someone gets hit and then they slap and land on their head on on a different verse it must have been so fun to edit this oh my god it was i was (laughs) watching that like all the match cuts but not just visual physical match cuts that match action metaphorical ones too like 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 uh there was a moment uh like between the universes yes so like michelle would be in the action universe where she was an action star and the the acting coach or whatever was in that universe she was like come on you can't talk to him we you've got time to go we've got to go or whatever you don't have time for talking to your old old husband grabs her wrist and then it cuts to another multiverse and she's getting handcuffed. I was like, Jesus. Yeah. Dude, like she's cuffed to that lifestyle in that verse and in this one she's getting arrested, she's handcuffed yeah. here. I was just like, every, oh my God, the levels. The, yeah. Every level of metaphor between all the characters in the different universes <clears throat> was like perfectly executed. Like when she's getting hit by Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Like boom, getting punched in the face and then it cuts to them like, getting divorced. Like, like she yeah. goes, boom, and then it, she lands in, and then he says, I'm not trying to hurt you. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. She's getting physically hurt, and then he's mentally, I was like, how did, I'm just, I was in awe the yeah. whole time. I was just like. Yeah. 
the daughter, like how at first she appears to be sort of like aloof and like not into like anything really, and then you you're like, oh, her multiverse character is the embodiment of nihilism, and that's why she is the right. way she. It's fucking incredible, right? Totally. Um, I loved, dude. Like even whenever the uh, Michelle Yeoh was like chasing after her daughter, and like it cuts to like the rock scene. Where like oh the rocks are literally like chasing after each other, like I'm coming for I'm you. I'm gonna get you. And yeah. it's like it's two rocks falling off a cliff, and you're like, this is fucking beautiful, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it is. Honestly, for the last half of the movie, I was c- probably crying. There was four specific times, fucking literal waterfalls on my face. I was like, like that's so d- embarrassing. Is it <laughs> <laughs> having feelings? Yeah. Um. It was just like Chris learning how to love yeah. <laughs> in a movie theater by himself. <laughs> Fuck, this is terrible timing. <laughs> I there was a, dude the laundry and taxes montage oh when it's cutting God. between all yeah. those universes and he's giving that monologue and he's like in another universe I would have loved to do nothing but laundry and taxes. That was a, that was a great fucking line. <laughs> Oh, absolute like delivery. fucking waterfalls I down my face. I felt like a 12 year old girl watching Twilight just being dude. like they need to be together. They don't have to. Dude, like, dude that was such a beautiful line delivery yeah. and like because he's not the dad version of himself he's like this slick fucking laid back like successful version of himself w- yeah. with regrets. With regrets. In the one that went off into this universe because he had hurt and he got left early. Yeah. You can tell. Like, yeah. Fuck, man. That was cool. Yeah. And you could saw they went on their own paths because of that hurt. They're successful, and, and, and then, but like, they don't have anything else. Yeah. But in like his emotional like pinnacle of his story where it's, it's explained basically like, I am the way that I am because I don't want anybody to get hurt. And all, dude, it's it's just fucking perfect. Yeah, and like, and the, and that and that was another moment where I fucking absolute waterfalls. Yeah, when she when he gave that monologue about he's like nothing matters, nothing means anything. You just got to be kind. It's that's the positive my way. Nihilism. Yeah, the positive and the negative, the yin and the yang. Yeah, dude. It's it, and then that's another thing. The yin and yang is another symbol. It, or conceptually represented in this movie. The everything bagel, which is a black ring with the white in the center. A black bagel is about to be the hottest seller in fucking delis. Yeah. Delis. yeah. yeah. The black everything bagel. Yeah. But the but the counter to that every the black everything bagel with the white center is the googly eyes, the white with the black center, yeah. the goofy, doesn't matter, be kind aspect. Nice. And the moment she realizes that pop everything goes googly eyed foreshadowed by him treating her with love at the beginning and she goes i'm learning to fight the way you do with kindness and then she like waterfalls dude. waterfalls and and then she's doing funny ass shit to people and yeah. i'm crying and i'm laughing yeah yeah and i was her, like, like the SN- the bdsm guy dude yeah yeah that dude that was like th- that fight scene was like the it's it's fucking anime shit. She yeah. goes one by one tackling every single person and what would like resolve their problems in that moment. Using love to... Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The way she squares up in a kung fu stance and then is like, I love you. I was like, fuck. Dude. So fucking she good. She played that so hard too. She Dude. was so fucking good. There was a moment, remember the mo- when one of her verse jump triggers was to tell Jamie Lee Curtis she loves her? Oh yeah. my God. So you know how in the beginning she's like, I love you and it's not working, it's not yeah. working? Right. In the take that she said, I love you to Jamie Lee Curtis and meant it, apparently the camera person cried. <laughs> and in the, he said to the director, he's like, that was the second time I've ever cried on set. Wow. The w- her in Michelle's delivery That's of that amazing. moment where it's just like her requirement to do all the... Like, 
it's it's like emotional verse jumping what they were doing. Yeah. Imagine like just as the actress though Michelle Yeoh who has done you know all of this um, all of these amazing action films up until this point. She did Crazy Rich Asians as well. Like imagine seeing this fucking role and they're like, yeah, this is for you. Like we wrote this for you. They wrote it for. A, they initially wanted Jackie Chan, and they flipped it at the last second. What? Yeah. Wait. I don't think that's right. Do you mean for the guy? No, it was it was going to be a husband. It was going to follow the dad, and it was going to be a dad daughter relationship. All Weird. that, and they flipped it to a mom daughter relationship because they thought it would be more believable. And it is, and it's perfect. That's what I read online. They can't be wrong. <laughs> they can't be wrong. Can't be wrong. It's okay. on the internet. I listened to a podcast with them, and they were talking about like she was like their first. Fuck what I said. Then. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I just read a factoid. If you heard it from the horse's mouth, then yeah, they probably lied. <laughs> <laughs> they fucking hey, ju- ju- <laughs> heard every interview that they had. Yeah. They're like, let's just change different shit about every answer. <laughs> that'd be that. You want to know how shit. I got That's this on brand? Yeah. You want to know how I got this character? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, can, can we talk about Joy's introduction as Jobu Tapaki? I think is what it is. Sure. Right, right, dude. Every outfit, every like, so fucking cool, dude. Even at the end, like her fashion sense too. Like as it like evolves, and like especially whenever she gets like knocked out or whatever, and then it's everything, like every it's everything everywhere all at once. Like that's literally like the the fashion that she's wearing. Mm-hmm. That was so fucking cool, man. And then she like beats up those security guards with like dildos and stuff. Dude, that dude. was so fucking cool. The absurdism of it and yeah. like the nothing mattered thing, like that she was shot with ketchup and yeah. like the the way at, like okay, the way she was introduced it was like the perfect of like like it perfectly shows how she is essentially like an omnipotent being. Like it's, but in a goofy, cool, stylish way. Right. It's fucking perfect. But yeah. like, but her power comes from not giving a shit. Yes. It's not like an overarching like I control everything. It's just like I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. I'll turn you into confetti. Fucking fuck you. Yeah. yeah. This life isn't real. Exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. It's it, just a. It's yeah. It's that nihilistic villain. I don't know. It's, yeah. It's something really interesting about that. But you can tell and when she you played it really well too. Yes. But you can tell when you read the script, you're like, oh, this is a thousand VFX shots, right? It's about five early. Yeah. It, but like the the amount that they executed in cameras with lights and a bunch of fucking leaf blowers. Like, shout out to the leaf blowers Dude. in this movie. Have you noticed how much fucking wind every time yeah. someone is doing anything? But All it works because it's around. fucking real, dude. It's fucking real. And and like the confetti, for example, when someone blows into confetti, like uh it's just a cut. Yeah. And then they cut to a dummy and the head explodes. This is like one of the first practical film effects of all time. Like, if you go back into film, it's like they would go, whoops, and then it's poof of smoke and that person's gone. Like, you yeah. have a what claymation is, giant walking around. Yeah, like. it's like one of the first edits ever. The practical exactly. effects ever. Do you just stop and m- move around some shit? Yeah. Cut, re-go, you know, like, yeah. action. Yeah. And if crayon animation. Yeah. What? That too. Like, where it's like literally nothing matters. Or yeah. like, Pinatas, even dude, pinatas, rocks, all of it. The the first moment that there was like thirty moments in this movie that gave me like actual goosebumps and made me go like holy fuck. But the first one was when uh, it's close to the beginning, and uh, the husband's like, "What are you thinking about?" And then it goes, and shows everything up top is like act one i was like jesus christ this is a fucking great movie already yeah like okay the fattest chord ever played yeah <laughs> like criticism a little bit um i you. did not like the supers on this movie because it made me 
it had like a running timer in my fucking head. I agree. And it like the everything part goes for so fucking long, and it's like you're get getting that. to an em- emotional peak, and I'm like, where's everywhere? Yeah. You and then and then you're also thinking about part three. I fucking hated that. I really hated the supers. That I they added. I can understand that because you were just waiting for the execution of the next one, right? It's, and I and like it. any emotional peaks or whatever, it's like it's less impactful because you know you're expecting parts through two and three. Yeah, mm-hmm. I get that. I, I get that too. I I was I was really bummed out when I saw those. <laughs> yeah, I I liked the execution during, but I think I'm with you on like. Because it puts a, a like a, a timer, an hourglass in your head, right? Because you know the runtime roughly, right? And you know you've been in the movie for a roughly amount of time, and so you. But the I, everything part lasted so fucking long. Yeah, it's like arguably like twice the runtime of everywhere and all at once. Yeah, all at once is sort of the. It's uh, like epilogue. the finale. Yeah, yeah. but but like it doesn't necessarily. I mean, not that it has to, but it's not following necessarily a three act structure. No. Because it's really fucking long. Yeah. The first part is. But just doing that, like, they should have just left that out, man, because I was really, like. Understandable. Like, felt so less impactful whenever um, you're expecting two more parts to come I can out. understand that criticism, even though I appreciate how they executed it. Yes. Yeah. Because usually I don't like that either, where it's like, yeah. okay, I now I just see the supers in the movie. But then, because it's a fourth wall breaking movie. Literally, when it shows the movie end and it yeah. goes out to credits, yeah, I forgave it in my head because of that. Where it's like, okay, I'm watching a multiverse movie where this movie is in the multiverse. It's it, nothing matters. That helped me forgive that aspect of it because mm. usually it makes me go, ugh, right. Um, I was more so just like excited to see the next one. I wasn't like mad that I don't. What am I trying to say? I was I was just exci- I was just fucking stoked for you're just letting it you're just letting yeah. it pour in I, I get it I, I get thought it. they were gonna do everything everywhere and then it was gonna have a climactic emotional ending cut to black and then just say all at once and then it was gonna end but I'm I liked how they did it anyway yeah like I preferred see, what they did that is the reason why I didn't like it because it's like it's making me have expectations on how the rest of the story is gonna go I understand when I literally just want to enjoy it like you did where you know just. Just give it to me, baby. Sure. Understandable. I also, like, speaking of, like, supers on screen, like, the way she would multiverse split and the translations at the bottom would also be fucked up in, like, the crack in the glass where it's, like, I just love those little touches where it's, like, just so much fucking creativity behind it. Yeah. It's, I was in awe at how creative the whole fucking movie was in every way. Um, One of the things that they were talking about, I forget which, which podcast they did. I should have wrote that down. But anyways, the Daniels are talking about a Stanley Kubrick quote that they used as inspiration when writing the script. Murder your actors. <laughs> Ready for this? Your actors, your puppets, psychologically ruin them. <laughs> yeah. The terrifying thing about the universe is that it's not hostile. It's that it's indifferent. <sighs> That's Arthur C. Clarke, isn't it? They, they quoted sense. Stanley Kubrick. Okay. They said Stanley Kubrick said it. Okay. That's fair. That's something that comes up around 2001 a lot. Mm. Or, yeah. So uh, that's sick, though. And I think that's like the crux of like the main the villain or you know yeah, the nihilism of it yeah yeah indifference it's totally. like how nature abhors a vacuum which is why you can only use one in your house it's just like that yeah good point same right. exact thing same exact you are thing. basically Stanley was Kubrick was that a Kubrick quote actually yeah that's sick dude. directly uh, another thing that they brought up was um, well it was actually funny that the interviewer suggested this that they were like so 
do you guys think, like, in your opinion, they're asking the Daniels this? They're like, so is the villain time or like busyness? And they were like, oh fuck! Like they both realized it in that moment. Like, yeah, I guess it's like being busy is the villain of this movie, where it's like you're not able to take care of everything everywhere all at once. You know, yeah. it, it, it's it's um, another A twenty four movie where capitalism's the villain. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I love that like their realization of that from somebody else interpreting this movie in their own way. They're like, fuck yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I love that. And There's- they wrote this sort of as like a um, as a way to interpret, express how they were feeling during like the Trump era, mm. um, the the Trump administration, and like how there is a lot less understanding in the world leading up to you know what we're at today. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really impactful, man. Yeah, I absolutely. Thought, I thought they did a really good job of like explaining that. And like, I mean, they have the fucking right idea. It's like, why can't we just, you know, treat everybody with love in mind or kindness in mind? Yeah. Um, I mean, that reflects in the mother-daughter storyline. Yeah. The girl, the daughter-girlfriend storyline. And story people line. even, you don't even know that well. People that are trying to kill her. Right. And she's like, you know, I'm going to spank them or whatever. Yeah. 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 Fight so them like, with like, what do you need? Why are you here? You don't even know yeah. why you're fighting. Exactly. Type of thing. Yeah. I love that. The... Okay, first of all, Jamie Lee Curtis, amazing in this movie. Dude. Yeah. She was great. She purpose- purposefully was like, don't give me any makeup. Like, I just want to look Dude, like haggard. And- it goes deeper than that. She, really? She, the wrist brace, her idea. The really? Wa- the watch over the wrist brace, nice. oh my her idea. God. The gut, her idea. That's awesome. She, I love it. I mean, it, she didn't wear a suit or anything, but she just fucking <laughs> sat <laughs> as goblin as yeah. she could. Yeah. And, and, and she's not a bad look. Like... She's a, Christmas with the clumps. Check that movie out. Yeah. Dude, she's a fucking queen, man. Yeah. Dude. And a queen of cinema. Yeah. Yes. Agreed. Absolutely. Free Friday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, straight up. Yeah. She just fucking loves movies, and you can tell, man. The like, wire- for her to be in this is like, oh, I just want to go have fun and make a cool movie. Yeah. And, and she, I haven't read it or watched it yet, but she... For the past couple of years, every interview she's done, she's been like, "Have you have you watched One Piece, the anime?" Like really? she's obsessed with One Piece. That's it's hilarious. Fucking hilarious. It's like a bit. She, like, she's not even like. She's literally trying to get into the live action movie by constantly talking about it. She's a huge great. fan of it, That's and so it's cool. fucking awesome. She like this isn't a fucking payday for Jamie Lee Curtis. It's like, just one of those like I want to be a part of this. Yeah, yeah. she just she, wanted yeah. to be in this fucking movie. She's got all the money she needs. Yeah, and she's yeah, she's just like I want to do cool shit. Yeah, yeah. I'll you, do a fucking Halloween in like a couple years. Okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah, let me be in this movie. It'll give me the bag for the next decade. Yeah, yeah. Three three little Jamie Lee Curtis stories I want to tell you about that I uncovered in my rabbit hole. Three. Yeah, they're short. Shut the fuck up. All right. Um. The first one, the wire work she did was an ask for her specifically. There That's is a stunt, awesome. there is a stunt double in one of them, but obviously you can see one where she is coming down that stairwell, yeah. and that's her. That's so that was a bucket it. list thing for her to do kung fu wire work, and she wanted that. to do that. And shout out to the leaf blower in that scene, dude. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there was that one. She's so fucking cool, man. She's. Yeah. I'm such a. I'm a Jamie Lee Curtis stand after this movie, especially yeah. like before. I was like, yeah, Halloween, sure, but now I'm like, dude. Like she and going down the interview rabbit hole with her, my second story. There was like a sort of like an actors roundtable thing with all the cast and crew. They did an entertainment weekly thing. Definitely go check that out. She was uh, Kihi Kwan was talking about his return to acting, and he was like, you know, I come back, I I do this thing, and my first day on set, I'm sitting with the Daniels. I'm sitting with the you know this crew, this amazing script, and this amazing concept, this amazing movie. 
and I'm across the street from an acting legend, Jamie Lee Curtis. And she goes, uh-uh, sweetie, you're an acting legend too. And it was just like, like this, oh. I'm like, waterfalls. Yeah, yeah that's fucking and, so cool. And uh, like her and her, those interviews was just like, she's such just about the art now. Like, yeah. She, where she's like, she's like the first day on set when you did a take with me and you, and you were insecure, but you leaned for it. He was like, was that good? To Jamie Lee Curtis. And she was like, was that good? She's like, you're the best actor here. Yeah, she, like, was, like, she was like, that was amazing. Like, that's um, so, so fucking So cool. there's that. The third story, the... The office building they shot in used to be owned by some like commercial bank or some shit or whatever. They rented right. out for TV and commercial The design use. of that building, too. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But they rent that building out for TV and commercial and film use, right? That They have no idea what's in the building, really. So when they were scouting or whatever, there was a bunch of leftover furniture just from when it was owned by a whatever bank or whatever. It's artsy, collectible, fancy designer furniture. Jamie Lee Curtis apparently is a huge... like furniture person vintage furniture artsy nerd design okay. nerd whatever she's going through there she's like there are only 1200 of these made like this she's flipping over furniture like this is the pollock like this is this thing this is all this stuff right and everyone's like yeah sure whatever right um i guess like throughout this production of that thing, she's going she's around hoarding the chairs she's, she is contacting the people owning that building buying up vintage art furniture because they were like collectors that that's like, so cool they that's... had no idea there was a treasure trove she offered them cash that's so just fucking, fucking cool. scooped just up lowballing them hard. Yeah, she scooped <laughs> up twelve chairs. Fuck yeah! From that set. That's interesting. Last story. Sorry, I know you said three, four. Kihi Kwan talked about how on set he would always walk past her trailer and the trailer door was open and she was never in it. And curiosity got the best of him after a few weeks and he was like, "Why is she never in her trailer? Whatever." And she, he asked Jamie Lee Curtis that, and Jamie Lee Curtis said, "Sweetie, you don't learn anything in the trailer. Everything you learn." happens on the set fuck yeah so whenever the movie's being made about the story the the you know what's going on what to use mm-hmm. things to use as an actor right stay on set always that's so fucking, fucking awesome. awesome shout out to jamie lee curtis come on the show anytime yeah she's listening i she's mean like, i agree but okay <laughs> <laughs> we've burned every bridge in hollywood whatever essentially yeah um alex anything else i mean about a quarter of the way into it, maybe a third, I was like, I'm going to own this on the highest fidelity physical media I can. Right. Because yeah. this is an easy purchase. Yeah. Like th- that 4K, baby. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, one thing I wanted to shout out, a subtle fucking detail that was just so perfect. Whenever it changed from like drama, romance scene to, from, to action scene to flashback, did you notice the changes in aspect ratio? No. Yes. So it would yeah, have black it would, bars. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would have anamorphic randomly, like, but it's like you know some shits coming up when it goes anamorphic. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When it was like a kung fu movie, it was anamorphic. So aspect ratios, Alex. Yes. If you if you didn't know, we talk about it all no, the time. No, I noticed it. I just didn't make a mental note of it because I just loved the movie so much, and uh, it didn't you know make a you know it didn't matter. Didn't matter. You know, in my brain, it didn't. Formats quite... don't matter. Okay, Alex. Mm quote Alex Wilson on a show where we literally give out a format as an award. Mm. Way to go, Alex. Don't Way to understand go. Just formatting. Just a sequence of numbers. Maybe one day you'll open your third eye like Josh uh, and I. Yes, and I'll pay... Mm, never mind. <laughs> Whatever, dude. I paid all my debts. Yeah. Um, uh, another thing I want to talk about. Um, so... Uh, Kihi Kwan had an acting coach, a voice coach, and a body language coach. Because he was, he's a perfectionist apparently, and this was his return to acting, and he was like, "I don't want to fuck this up," and he got all those different coaches because he literally had to be, 
three different people. Yeah. You know, the action version from the Alphaverse, mm. the the timid, weak, oh, not weak, that's the moral of the story, he's not weak, husband in the, in the, um, uh, in that verse and all that. Just a dad. But what's fucking fascinating is it shows, I mean, there's literal scenes when, remember when they were talking about the filing cabinet? Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the office scene? They were acting with their eyes. He goes, I've got to go. You're not the one. He goes, shoom, shoom. and then he's like, where am I, honey? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a different person and it was just his eyes. Yeah. It was fucking awesome. I love that. And dude, like I said, even the where he's the version where he's ex- successful and classy and like he's carrying himself in like a very confident way. It's crazy. Entirely different from the dad character. And it's like, is this a different fucking person? Yeah. So good. So dude. fucking good. Yeah. Um, I mean, one more thing about the Daniel set, which is kind of cool. Apparently, they give out awards to different crew members, like at, at the end awesome. of every week, like people that are in the invisible. You know, like hey, you killed it this week. Like, like I just think that's cool. Like, in it kind of represents how like even the film set had so much heart. Yeah, and this movie itself is so wholesome and had like the most heart of anything I've seen in like years. Yeah. Like even on a film set, this the set them itself. Like everyone was there trying to make fun. There's no egos, no divas. It was like watching all those interviews, like with the cast and crew, was just like, like man, like this was just a such a fun. They just had fun, right? And you can tell, and it shows in the movie. Do you have any examples of the awards? awards? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, sorry. What they call them? That that's all I got. The Dannys. Perfect. That would be sick. The Dannys. The Dannys. It's I named it after me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, this is kind of just a visual metaphor of how hard it is to do your taxes. Am I right? <laughs> Word. Hasn't she heard of TurboTax? You got to do that by. It's over. I've done it. No, it's on uh, the 18th. Oh, is it? Yeah. That's tomorrow. So yesterday, when this airs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Someone's like, "Fuck!" <laughs> Someone listening to this tom- on Tuesday. Just, Fuck. Um. Anyways, uh, I think that's about all I got on everything, everywhere, all at once. It's like one of my favorite movies of all time now. Yeah. Editorially a masterpiece. All right. You guys ready for this? For what? Easy. I didn't really care for it that much. Is it what? Is it? Huh? Huh? very obviously a poorly done bit. <laughs> I really didn't like it that much. Seriously. Are you joking? No. <sighs> this is a elaborate. It, it's, this it's, is like a It's funny that you call me the small brain man of the po- of the <laughs> podcast because you didn't like one of the best movies that's released recently in a long time. I mean, yeah, like like I said, I liked the acting, I liked the special effects, I liked the practical effects that they did. Uh, it really didn't connect with me that much. Josh with the Asian hate. Josh with the, <laughs> Josh with the wrong people this yeah. week. I don't know, man. I, like talking about it again, I feel like okay, I really need to watch this again because the first time I felt very underwhelmed because of how much love it was getting yeah. across the fucking board. I was really expecting to like, all right, I'm ready to cry. I'm ready to feel some shit. Granted, <clears> I <throat> did feel some shit. At the end of this, I wasn't like, I got to fucking, you know, I got to see this again right now. No way, dude. This is an elaborate, like, method acting, fucking commit to the bit, man on the moon. Yeah. Charlie Kaufman type of shit, right? Andy, but all right. Andy Kaufman. Being being 100% genuine, I didn't care for it that much. 
I'm actually I'm, fucking I shocked. I genuinely, I don't believe you. I completely <laughs> don't believe you. <laughs> Were you in a bad mood? Uh, Did they teach only liking bad movies in <laughs> film school? Is that why you went to film school? No, okay. So maybe, maybe I sat too far from the screen. I didn't pick the fucking seats. We were literally at the last row, and I was like, I really want to be up there. Mm. And my wife was like, the movie's about to start. And I was like, well, shit. My you, legs don't work once the movie starts. I, I, I do think... You set and setting is what set I'm and setting is important, but I do think I mean you are a little bit less immersed when you're that far back. You feel a little really disco- fucking far. You can you, see all the other people from yeah, where you are. You're a little disconnected from the movie, but this movie is so good. I'm still surprised you weren't yeah drawn into it because I mean I I mean I was front center, middle center, yeah, and I was third row from the front. Yeah, I just fucking I was it was a fucking. I was piloted through a fucking amazing emotional yeah. multiverse. I really want to watch it again with that perspective. Uh, I'm blown I away. To. I need yeah. you to because I'm disappointed. I, <laughs> I still don't believe you. I Dude. this is an Andy Kaufman bit. This yeah. is a, this is comedy. It's just like being like sex. Honestly, it doesn't even feel that good. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, and I don't want to fucking be that guy that's like oh, I don't like it because of this. It is a fucking achievement in cinema, no doubt. But like, I definitely was expecting more. Was it overhyped for you? Everybody was just hyping yeah, it up too much. Yeah, that's it was, a, see, this is why I don't listen to anybody's opinion. Well, there's yeah. that, but also this was so good because I was worried about that too. Everybody was saying, "Holy shit, go see it! Run, don't walk to see it." People were texting me personally right. to get to the theater to see it. If you it, say run, don't walk after the year like 1970, like get a new fucking phrase, honestly. <laughs> but, but like, you know, I had people text me that were jaded as fuck that don't like anything that were like, this was amazing. Like, go see it. And as a fellow jaded as fuck film person, I was like, all right, this must be good. They're like, I jerk off and I don't feel anything, but I love this movie. <laughs> and even with that in mind, I still was like, yeah, that exceeded every expectation I ever had. Yeah. I just think it was everything physical comedy like aspect of it, it. has like, literally everything it from like it hit all my sensibilities um and i'm a weeb though it even had a fucking shout out to super smash bros when she hit Dude, the, with the home pinky. Run bat. yeah the, the home run bat but the pinky too when she hit a critical hit on the pinky it was jigglypuff when you hit him with the sleep exactly it was yeah and it, she like the person uh. went flying it was like this is hitting fucking 2001 Dude. reference i'm like did you make this and yeah. like For, yeah like did i direct this fucking movie i was like it was one of those things that i got mad i didn't make it yeah i was like holy fuck mm. this is just so good it's and, one of those things where you wish you had a time machine just to be like can i be in this movie yeah i know you're making it i want to be in it yeah like like you wish you were in the multiverse that went down that path to make that movie i'll be the guy that tries to sit on the fucking butt plug trophy oh my god that scene when he came flying over and like, it's like you're like oh that's what they're doing like they're trying like, they're trying to that guy is fighting to get a plug up his ass to verse that jump. was fucking hilarious Dude, and like that was, really that was that was like the equivalent of trying to get the gun in a kung fu movie or, yeah, or the yeah, sword yeah, in yeah, a kung fu movie yeah and like they were fighting over it's it, like blah, 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 taken blah. entirely seriously yeah and taken 100 serious and then you know there's and the choreography is sick yeah, the whole time it's yep. amazing and then they hit a stalemate and then the music crescendos and he comes over with a flying ass drop onto the butt plug i was like it's it's funny it's absurdism it's hyperrealism it's sci-fi it's hit everything for me i was yeah. just like this is hilarious i was shaking my head the whole time like 
unbelievable. The fuck was that shit? I don't know. That was weird. Oh, I hit. I hit. Sorry, I hit Alexa. Someone's arm comes through the window and snatches you <laughs> At, through the multiverse. Yeah. I get jerked into the janitor's closet. Um, I got jerked into the janitor's closet. All right. By a janitor. I'll edit that out. I it's was seven. Fun. Okay. All right. <laughs> thanks, thanks for that trauma dump, dude. All right. Um, you're like, it's not trauma. I liked it. Um, <laughs> it's not really bad if you enjoyed it. <laughs> um, and that's what I tell everyone. Was that it? That was it for me. Is there anything else you guys want to touch on? Yeah, I don't I don't know. I just loved every second. Yeah. I could watch that fanny pack scene a hundred times. Dude. The dust, the shout out to the old yeah. Kung Fu. Like the dust hitting every time mm. someone got hit, it was just like like the uh, ratatouille scenes were raccoon, the raccoon. Raccoon. I love raccoons. Like I swear to God, this movie's made for me. It's, yeah. it's so upsetting. <laughs> what he's like he's in the cage and like the fucking he's like, oh the my God. Going, ah! <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. Ugh. Cinema, though, with Marty Scorsese. And I'm already getting mad. Maybe the easiest choice, I'd say. For us, for Alex and I. The the cinephiles. I'm getting mad. Is it cinema, Chris? Is everything, everywhere, all at once cinema? It is. Not only is it 4-3 aspect ratio, I'm just going to fucking say yes, it's cinema. Ah! Big duh. Ah! Alex agrees. It is definitely fucking cinema, dude. You think so? Yeah, absolutely. Good job. Absolutely. But now we have to determine whether or not everything, everywhere, all at once belongs in the one true cinema format of four motherfucking three. Is this the Criterion version of There Are Too Many Movies? That's what four three is. The Academy's format. The Academy's format. I'll go first. Chris, go ahead. Not only is it four three, literally... It, throughout the movie, the aspect ratio switches to four three and one eight five anamorphic and sixteen nine and all the all that. It is one of the best movies I've seen in a long time. Probably one of my favorite movies of all time. It is four three, and I can't wait to own it and cry, laugh my way through yeah. it again. This is in my top ten movies. I would say maybe top five. It is fucking amazing to me. Hey, there's some recency bias, of course. I saw it at ten thirty last night. It's one of the best movies I've ever seen. Is it four three? It is easily four ah, three. That being said, I'm getting mad. Let's just hear your wrong opinion. I'm Josh. so fucking mad already. I actually can't believe you. I'm actually fucking triggered. If this isn't an Andy Kaufman bit. Ah. Oh my god. Hey, what so fuck? anyone on Patreon, we are looking for a new third co-host. Yeah. If anybody is interested in helping out with the show, we have a wrong person. Can you verse Not jump as a guy three. with a good opinion? Not for me. Dude, this is one of the best things. What ever. the fuck? The, I can't believe like, you. Like, uh, okay, so I'm standing by my opinion because you said it's a top ten movie for you of all time. Probably. Yeah. I, don't, I, ha- yeah. I don't have yeah. that list. I don't have that list, but man, it's up there. Yeah, like, I was like, okay, I'm definitely wrong, I'm definitely wrong. When you said that, I'm like, ugh, fuck that. No no fucking way. Even with it in mind that you acknowledge it's a great movie that's well made and has lots of heart, and you sat in the wrong place, you still can't make the concession that it is a 4-3 movie, and that you had the wrong set and setting. I'm not doubting that maybe I was in the wrong headspace for it, I was sitting in the wrong place, maybe it was the wrong time of day, uh... Not saying that I don't enjoy this movie because I really fucking did, but I don't understand the hype for it. 
I didn't connect with it. And like, it, this is better than the Batman. I don't want to trigger you. Oof. No, that's, um, that's an unfair comparison for me. Yeah, mm, it's better. It's entirely different. Though. Mm, it's better though. I mean, I didn't cry during the Batman, so there's that. Yeah. Yeah, I wholeheartedly disagree. But um, yeah, it's just not four three for me. That doesn't mean I'm not saying you guys are wrong. You better uh, open up your ass cheeks for the Discord, yeah. my dude. <laughs> You're gonna get fucking clapped. <laughs> <laughs> Better get them cheeks ready, dude, because they're yeah, gonna come for you, dude. I just yeah. it's just not four three four me. That's the five bucks a month on Patreon if you'd like to come to the Discord. If you'd like and to personally berate Josh. If you wanna per- talk some shit, come, yeah, come if at you wanna me catch these fucking hands in the Discord, that's fine. Uh, I'll take it. But I really do want to rewatch this again. So if, if any of you guys want to go rewatch it, I would love to. I'm I, down. I will say I've been in your shoes before where you feel like you're outnumbered and you generally can't change your opinion. I've been there where it's like, everybody loves wanna, this and I don't get it. I don't want to like lie to you guys. I didn't want to yeah. come here and be like, oh, it was fucking the best thing I've ever seen in my life, dude. That's Top fair. 10. I can't fucking do that. Sure. Yeah. Not, I'm not on this show. I agree with you. I, I'm glad you didn't because you don't want to just succumb to peer pressure because everybody else liked it. Nah. But also, I when, just am surprised. Like, like I am Chris yeah. liking yeah. dragged through concrete yeah i was like yeah. what are you what <laughs> i get that but here's the thing like when you're in this position where everybody likes something and you don't and that's how you genuinely feel you feel like a contrarian pretentious asshole totally and you're like no i don't no 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 i, <laughs> but I understand you what you're saying like, you don't want to be you're that afraid guy to be perceived that way you don't exactly. want to be that guy that's yeah. like mm, actually i didn't like it it's not that good yeah. you don't want to be that guy and i'm definitely not saying that. i'm not saying it's not good it's fucking great in that way it's just not for me, you know? I guess so. I just wouldn't do But I need when, to rewatch it again. The thing is, when I, there were certain scenes I'd wish I was watching it with you. And that is one of those, like, wow. both of you guys. Like, that is one of those things that I can tell, like, oh, we're all going to love this. Yeah. Oh, the potty humor? The, the guy jumping over the fucking office to land on the butt plug. I was like, dude, if Josh was here, we would be cackling. Yeah. I was laughing a lot, dude. It's it, funny. It's yeah. no doubt about it. Um, ah, well, fuck, I was trying to say something. Sorry, I jumped on you. No, it's all good. You jumped on my butt plug, dude. Yeah. Real dick move. <laughs> um, you were talking about being a contrarian, pretentious. Of course you I don't want to be that, you don't be <laughs> that guy. You're talking about how you're the worst. <laughs> I'm trying to get you back on the train. Of course train of I don't want to come off that way. Yeah. That's like the last thing I want to fucking do. But like I said, I don't want to uh, I don't want to lie. And also if I if we recorded the podcast for uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood after my first watch, I would have like shit on it. I didn't like it. I didn't like it that much either. I didn't like it my first time. I thought it was fine. Then I went my theater experience for that was sullied by a drunk woman screaming. So Yikes. understandable. But, but the next morning, I was like, I really need to watch this again. And I watched it literally the next morning with you. And then I came here and I fucking loved it. Mm. So I'm saying, like, after watching this the first time, I didn't really like it. I didn't really get it. Knowing it's a good movie, mm-hmm. if I would have watched this again, who fucking knows what the podcast would have been what maybe just chris like mm-hmm. i just yeah. i'm sorry I'm, I'm shocked i'm ge- i'm like with you i'm, like I'm, I'm genuinely just so surprised. surprised genuinely i'm sorry guys well let's get into dumb movie title the dmt oh, yeah. for everything everywhere all at once what is the dumb movie title i can uh, go for oh okay. good uh multiverse of momness nice oh that's good that's a good one thanks uh, everything bagel and the hot dog fingered water. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> I've got everything cinema all at once, and I've got mom does her taxes. 
having to. I think yours is. Okay, cool. Yeah. Excellent. We did it. The, the multiverse of momness. Yeah. It's great. Um, should we do budget for this movie? Fuck. I don't know it. I don't I don't know it either. I can, it well, we can look it up after. Uh, I don't know it, but I'm so good at this. I might as well basically know it. Oh, so you can yeah, go first. Yeah. Okay. All right. What was the budget for the movie? Everything, everywhere, all at once. Mm. Guess it correct right off the bat. 30 million. Okay. God damn it. I'm wrong. 15. Immediate. <laughs> $15 million. 15. Okay. I'm going to go 40 just for the, the bit. Fucking shit. Alexa, what was the budget for the movie? Everything, everywhere, all at once. This might answer your question. Probably Everything not. everywhere, all at once's budget is $25 million. $25 million. Dang, Alex. Oh. Once again, proving that I'm the cinephile of the show, don't call Chris Hansen. <laughs> all right, uh, so Alex wins. The budget was 25 and Alex wins the guess of $30 million. Actor game? Not a guess. It's just an... I, I'm good. So you purposefully guessed or said 30, which is five off of... 25. Yeah, I didn't want to make it seem like you guys were like totally fucking hopeless by guessing like the exact right amount. Mm, okay. So, you know what I mean? That's thoughtful of it's you. It's like go- going easy on somebody in a fighting game. Thoughtful. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. You're welcome. Josh? After you? For who? The only white person in this movie, Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Our racist ass. Like, <laughs> uh, we can't name any of Michelle Yao's movies. Super Cop. That's all I know. And yeah. Crazy Rich Asian. That's it. Yep. All right, good, good acting. Excellent, for, we for did Michelle. it. Um, all right, Jamie Lee Curtis, we can try. I don't. It's like you won, buddy. Uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Halloween, Freaky Friday, Christmas with the Clumps, True Lies. I'm out. Jamie Lee Squirtus. <laughs> She's. A legendary actor. She's been in many things. One of them being the Dragon Ball Evolution. I don't think she was in that. Mm, prove it. She, okay, Alexa. Was Jamie Lee Curtis in Dragon Ball Evolution? Here's something I found on the web. No. According to Inquisitor.com. It took just one weekend for Jamie to rise to the top of the celebrity game tournament list by dressing up as Vega so that she could, Told you. along with Curtis' family, experience the Evolution Championship Series. <laughs> oh my god. It's just a fucking cosmic gumbo of the words I said to her. It's like a cosmic gumbo. Knives out. Ah, oh, fuck me. Ah, shit. Also starring Tony Collette, amazing dramatic actress. Great actress. GG. Good job, Josh. You won that one. Thanks, man. Anything else on... What else do we do on the show? I, just, I feel like I found out I'm adopted by you telling me you, sorry, you don't like dude. this. I'm sorry, dude. You don't have to feel bad. I'm just so. You, I'm just surprised. I That's hate like this. We, we are surprised. You seem disappointed in yourself, if I'm being honest. I am. You seem I, like you wanted to enjoy it more yeah. than you did. I, dude, yeah. I really, really, really wanted to fucking love this. I wanted a new fucking 4K to look forward to, a fucking steelbook. You whatever. wouldn't buy this? You didn't get that urge to immediately? watch it in your the comfort of your own home and the vibes you set with a cup of hot chalky on hot your chalky. couch. Damn it, dude! You got to bring in hot chalky. Mm. Jesus, hot chalky's four three. The ultimate vibe setter. Hot chalky with any movie is four three, dude. Yeah, yeah. You could turn any movie into four three by drinking some hot chalky. That's how cinema hot chalky is. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I would love to watch the bonus features for this movie. Sorry, what would you call them? The supplements, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, my bad. And you didn't my even say bad. bonus features, which you're supposed to say if you're going to say bonus features. Bonus features. Thank you. The supplements. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyways, we liked it. I'm disappointed. Discord I'm is going to fucking tear your ass open. The internet. And Ge- lick, genuinely, lick genuinely, I hope they don't do that. <laughs> you just summoned it. <laughs> no, like... Well, like, how could they fucking, you know, oh, like, in good conscience be like, you fucking suck, dude. Because they're people. <laughs> like, like, I fucking, I introduced these them- motherfuckers to the vibe god Michael Mann. Introduced. <laughs> They've never seen Heath. They've never would have seen Thief. They never would have seen any of these fucking vibey movies without big old Jay over here. So you fuckers don't I'm know shit. I'm the big Jay of this podcast. You don't know shit about <laughs> fuck all, dude. And with that, please donate five bucks a month on please. our Patreon to come to the Discord. Thank you for listening to There Are Too Many Movies. Everything All at Once is a Masterpiece. Didn't and even get it right. It doesn't matter. Uh, check out uh, our show. Say some shit. Hey, I don't know. There, if you had a tiny clone of yourself, would you jerk him off? Why do you keep Why bringing that up? I'm curious. The second time. If nothing you can even make a do with the movie. of yourself, a little alchemical man, would you make him come? <sighs> yes. Thank you. Later, Toads. Bye.